बिस्मिल्लाम रेडियो रमदान एटी सेवन पॉइंट सेवन एफ एम से प्रोग्राम रिफ्लेक्शन लिए मैं हूँ आपका होस्ट जुबैर अक्रम और मेरे साथ हसब मामूल मेरे मेहमान हैं शेख रजवान मोहम्मद आज चार रमज़ान मुबारक है छः अप्रैल जमेरात का दिन रिफ्लेक्शन विद योर होस्ट जुबैर अक्रम विद माई गेस्ट शेख रजवान मोहम्मद एंड इन शी as uh, every day alhamdulillah we'll be covering uh, suratul rum um in in this session uh from 7 all the way to iftar time iftar today is at 8 0 sorry 8 10 past 8 8 10 inshallah uh and just before uh, we start the conversation with sheikh rizwan let's hear uh the seven ayahs of surah ar-rum its translation in english and i will then go through surah as well bismillahir rahmanir rahim in the name of allah the entirely merciful the especially merciful alif lam ओवरकम في بضع سنين لله الأمر من قبل ومن بعد ويوم إذ يفرح المؤمنون within three to nine years to Allah belongs the command before and after and that day the believers will rejoice. بنصر الله ينصر من يشاء وهو العزيز الرحيم In the victory of Allah he gives victory to whom he wills and he is the exalted in might the merciful وعد الله لا يخلف الله وعده ولكن أكثر الناس لا يعلمون. It is the promise of Allah. Allah does not fail in His promise, but most of the people do not know. يعلمون ظاهرا من الحياة الدنيا وهم عن الآخرة هم غافلون. They know what is apparent of the worldly life, but they of the hereafter are unaware. صدق الله العظيم. ألف لام ميم رومي قريب كي سرزمين مي مغلوب هو جاي هين. और अपनी इस मगलूबियत के बाद चंद साल के अंदर वो गालिब हो जाएंगे अल्लाह ही का इख्तियार है पहले भी और बाद में भी और वो दिन वो होगा जब अल्लाह की बख्शी हुई फतह पर मुसलमान खुशियाँ मनाएंगे अल्लाह नुसरत अता फरमाता है 
جسے چاہتا ہے اور وہ زبردست اور رحیم ہے یہ وعدہ اللہ نے کیا ہے اللہ کبھی اپنے وعدے کی خلاف ورزی نہیں کرتا مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں ہیں لوگ دنیا کی زندگی کا بس ظاہری پہلو جانتے ہیں اور آخرت سے وہ خود ہی غافل ہیں کیا انہوں نے کبھی اپنے آپ میں غور و فکر نہیں کیا اللہ نے زمین اور آسمانوں کو اور ان ساری چیزوں کو جو ان کے درمیان ہیں برحق اور ایک مقرر مدت ہی کے لیے پیدا کیا ہے مگر بہت سے لوگ اپنے رب کی ملاقات کے منکر ہیں صدق اللہ العظیم شیخ was recited was seven ayahs but uh, I've translated eight I think inshallah we'll summarize uh, what we've done so far uh, and move on to emphasis mostly on ayah number six seven and eight today inshallah mm. so it's the beginning of Surah Rum um, I think yesterday I then end, ended up connecting it to what's previous to um, Surah Rum which is Surah Al-Ankabut yes and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says indeed those that strive in our paths we will certainly open up the pathways for them. So it's it's there's there's this idea that you will get what you deserve if you strive. You put the first step forward, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you um your desire, which is guidance. And so the chapter itself starts with a a piece of bad news for the believers at the time in Mecca, already on the back foot, already I think um looking for reasons to strengthen their own faith and conviction and call people to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through proofs. One of the proofs would be that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always helps people that have faith. And so um, the fact that the major power at the time that was monotheist and Orthodox Christian um, community, they were defeated by the Sassanid Persian um, fire worshippers was an indication that, no, that's not true. So what? The Quran is saying maybe it's not true. Maybe what the Prophet is maybe at this moment not true. And this is essentially what we see, which is a, a defeat. So the, the news headline is the, the, the Byzantine Empire has been defeated. Mm. It means that essentially then believers have been defeated. It's a, it's a means by which the, the Quraysh can then mock and jest with the believers and um, you know use sarcasm and mockery to undermine the da'wah. And the Quran straight away after owning the, the, the defeat, says, but guess what? This is the, the revelation of Allah. The Prophet is a prophet. The prophets tell about the future. We'll tell you something about the future that nobody would imagine, which is that the, that the Byzantines who are you know unraveling themselves in defeat never are going to be victorious. And it tells you when they'll be victorious to a very specific point. So it's like the clock ticking. And mm. so this um, is, in a sense... You know, in that very quick overview is is like a um, a prophecy, and it's in its own context uh, a kind of good omen for the believers that if it does happen, then the Quran is true essentially. Hmm. Um, and also, more precisely, the believers know that the Quran is true. That's what they believe. It's more to show the Quraysh and the disbelievers that no, the Quran is true as well. So there's this uh, this idea in the early part of the Prophet's um, da'wah where he used to. You know, challenge people to believe, and he would say certain things will happen. So, but there's very few actually, very few instances where he would um, make a make a, a claim and then a miracle would happen. It's very very rare, as you know. Mm-hmm. The Prophet a couple of times placed you know small 
stones in his hand and made them testify and speak. And that was very rare to disbelievers. There's an instance of the Shaq al-Qamar where the, the moon was split. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a dispute over whether the Prophet challenged them to do the like of it or not, but essentially it was a sign, but it's mentioned in the Quran. The only other sign, that major sign the Prophet asked them to do, which is the biggest sign, is to produce the like of the Quran. And so the Quran itself contains this prophecy that this will happen at a certain point and we will make sure that the believers on that day rejoice. And that's what happens. The Byzantines win and it's not a reason to rejoice in and of itself, but it is because the Quran is true. But then you have the Battle of Badr in the same year happening, which is the most obvious reason why the believers would, would rejoice. So you have these two things that happen, you know, probably seven, eight years later, um, that indicate that the truth, the true words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are encapsulated within what is called the Quran al-Kareem. And it then, you know, in and of itself is a proof for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence. But then, you know, what we were talking about yesterday that, you know, if God says it will happen, it will happen. And Sayyidina Abu Bakr, as we said, he made a bet with Umayyah ibn Khalaf that it would happen, it happened. And what's interesting is that then Allah says, Wa'adullah, this is the, the this is the, the promise of God. Hmm. And the fact that Allah says that God does not turn back on his promise, that again is, you know, directed towards people that say, okay, if God's promising it, will it happen? God says, look, it won't It won't not happen, it'll happen. Hmm. And then Allah says, but rather most people don't know. And that's the kind of, that's the reason why the Quran is um, presenting this, which is that most people don't know things. But we also have, obviously have, yesterday we kind of finished off at the point that we were saying, well, why do people not know? Because we know that the West does know you know, I think it was um, Richard Dawkins, I think it was. He mocked Muslims um, on Twitter a, a couple of years ago, actually. And obviously in the context of Nobel, Peace, Nobel Prizes for science and mathematics and, and, and so on, economics and whatever. And he said, well, you know, one college in Oxford has produced more um, Nobel winners than all the Muslim countries put together. Hmm. So obviously, there's a lot to unpack there actually because you know, just because somebody's won a Nobel Prize this century doesn't mean that as a civilization, over history, it was the most advanced, you know, in terms of outward sciences, you know. So hmm. what if the, you know, the Nobel um, Committee existed from, you know, the 5th century? Then, hmm. you know, one city in, in, in like Baghdad, in, you know, Baghdad would basically be winning, winning, winning until and Cordoba and Garnata and all these places, you know, Timbuktu, all these places would be winning prize after prize. It just happens that you've now solidified it into an organi- organization which confers, you know, prizes. But the point, mm. point, the point is, if you take it on face value, yes, they do. says They know and are cognizant and have complete, um, you know, kind of power and authority in their knowledge over these things. So it's not that they have knowledge of the world mm, mm. Because, you know, if you say that The Quran is very, very specific here Why did it say Zahir means the outside, the outward um, It's the thing that you can just see on the outskirts So without looking at the, the reason 
And I would say probably here the why of something. Everybody can see if you, every action, there's, there's a reaction, there's a law of gravity, there's, law, there's laws of thermodynamics, all these things we know, because we record them. Hmm. Do you understand? So you can have research, you can have data, and you can look at it and you can say, okay, if you do this, this happens. If you drill this far down, you'll hit the, you know, uh, um, an oil field or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The outward. But if the Quran said, for example, that they know the world or the life of the world. You know, hmm. do they? Because if you think of the, if, if the Quran says, Zahir means the opposite of that. It's batin, isn't it? Yeah. You can understand that it's the hidden. The hidden doesn't mean something mystical. It means the meaning. It means the why, the purpose, maqsad. Hmm. Hmm. So, hmm. The Quran is saying, look, they have knowledge, but you know, the knowledge that they have, even of the world, is actually the 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 the, the, the husk, outward, you know, husk of a, of a seed. It's the thing that's on the outside, and they're fascinated with the outside. Chilka. Not, chilka. Yeah, the chilka. They're not interested in the why. And this is why you'll find in, 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 in science, they try now, nowadays, interesting enough, Richard Dawkins at the, at the core of this, is they, they don't suffice with saying how something happens. They want to mm. now answer the thing of why it happens. Mm. And essentially what they do is they, they cheat, and the, the, the why is actually the answer to the how. So they'll mm. say, you know, okay, why did God, why did, why is this created and, and rather not created? Why does the world exist rather than it doesn't exist? Mm. They will say, oh, the Big Bang. But it doesn't answer why, it just answers how. Mm. Do you understand? So this leads to the situation where they know the outward manifestation of the dunya, but rather the thing that they're heedless of, it is the thing that they're they're you know oblivious of or in a state of heedlessness of is akhira. And akhira, as you know, you would translate it as what? I think the translation you'll have probably is um the hereafter, the afterlife. People okay. sim simply know the outward aspect of the worldly life, mm -hmm. but are utterly heedless of of the hereafter. The hereafter. So, akhira is hereafter. <clears throat> so, for for, for me, I'm thinking So they know one thing, but they don't know the opposite. Okay. So the the the, the one thing they do know is the outward husk, the reason for something. Mm -hmm. no. So, so, so the translation is: people simply know the outward aspect of the worldly life, but are utterly heedless of the hereafter. But yes, ya ya lamuna min al dunya. So, I think okay. What, what I'm understanding from you is that any logon ko bas bahir ka pata hai, andar ka magaz ka nahi pata, chilke ka pata. Kisi bhi aspect. Yes. So that's the first part. That's just the first part, which is they know. The outward manifestations of the world, this kind mm. of husk, yeah. which means in that same verse, that going to the next bit, they don't know the the the, the purpose, okay. Mm. But then Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says that they themselves, anil ghafilun, they're heedless of the hereafter, akhirah. Or akhirah for me also has this tinge and this kind of meaning of in which exists in Arabic, which is akhara, which is the, the end stop hmm. so 
and it therefore it means that what's behind something it's the why so why do you for example you know excel in giving charity at the prophet ali salatu wasalam kana ajwadu an-nas wa ajwad ma yakunu fi ramadan he was the most generous and the most generous he was in the month of ramadan why do you strive for that because you're giving it putting it forward as an action and the in the last stop where you'll find it so if you're traveling somewhere and you give your bags into the check-in you want those bags to be waiting for you bi akhara you know in the akhira the akhira not meaning the hereafter meaning the place that you eventually will lead to so a person who who doesn't know the purpose essentially how can they do actions with the intention of doing it for the ultimate purpose of something mm-hmm. or even belief for example the purpose of why you act in a certain way what's the purpose of it the purpose of it is to create a moral soul that you end up deciding and doing things which are correct and ethical and true and and um, you know praiseworthy so shit this this aya it is kind of like a prompt for us to always defy this claim that people only know the outward aspect so here we are saying yes but we want to know the why of everything we want mm-hmm. to know the inner of everything and that's the you know just to do so you know as uh, professor rafiq uh, always says you know uh, this entire life um, is trying to find an answer for man rabbuka who's your mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. um and the first answer will be first question will be asked is man rabbuka who, mm-hmm. who's your, who's your lord and the entire life is the journey to answer the question yeah absolutely yes absolutely that's absolutely correct because essentially there's so many things that can take the place of rabb at that point which is um the one that nourishes you because mm-hmm. i mean to, to honest people are nourished by so many different things nowadays even though they admit that allah is the creator sustainer even they have faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the thing mm-hmm. that you know the poet says rabbaytuhu wa humithul farqi a'zamuhu you know tarbiya and rabb comes from this root to to bring up and to you know to raise up something and to nourish mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. what's i mean you have to ask yourself what nourishes you uh, do, you know in reality not mm-hmm. on paper not the tick box saying man rabbuka ma dinuka ماذا كنت تقول في حق هذا الرجل الحديث you're taking the right answers on now you can do it but you know in the hereafter the funny the not funny thing is the the thing will be the deal will be that you can only articulate what's really deep down in your heart yeah so how how do you know who is your god man rabbuka is not mera rabb khuda hai you know it's not it's not that it's not mera rabb allah what is the thing that nourishes you and you find your you know you secure and peace in hmm. or enjoyment in because a lot of people don't understand nowadays what the idea of you know happiness um, happiness tranquility stillness is because there is so a, a child like you know the ruh will be initially in this irascible state of almost like consuming 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 which is a nafs al-lawama or this kind of lower soul and then you have the is one that knows right and wrong and always is trying to rectify itself and there's other levels as well and so most people the answer to why is for example the next netflix 
series that's going to come out that's going to essentially feed the soul that they're in now at this moment in time. Mm -hmm. So essentially what they're doing is, the why is where I live to, you know, live, get enough money, go, go, you know, out, you know, pre-pandemic to the club and the pub, eat good food, and then, you know, there's nothing better than sitting in front of the TV watching a Netflix series or something, and that's it, you know, in your pyjamas or whatever. You know, mm. that is essentially the why of why they live. Mm. And as long as that's given to them, they won't worry about anything. And so mm. what Zahiram al-Hayat al-Dunya is, is talk, t- telling us that these people only know this, is that, is that, is that, is that deal of being a human being on earth? You know, yeah. is it not a certain point that you just feel that that this is such a waste of human consciousness? That the so fact it, that you can understand so this ayah is not a statement. It's like almost um, uh, it's like a father saying to his son, "You're only good for this." Mm-hmm. But he's not he's not meaning that you're only good for this. Uh, he's meaning you. I know that you can do much more. And why yeah, aren't you yeah, doing yeah. that? So it's khabar. It's a khabar in Arabic. Which is a statement, which is mm-hmm. true or false. So you can yeah. either say yes, they do, or no, they don't. But mm-hmm. that's not what's meant. What's meant is they shouldn't stick to knowing just the outward manifestation of things. Absolutely. They should know the akhirah. So when, pe- when people take this meaning to mean that, um, you know, we are limited, God says in Quran, you know, people simply know the outward aspect of worldly life, and I'm happy with just knowing the outward aspect of worldly life, mm-hmm. and that's it. So I, I don't have the power, as stated in Quran, that you know, yalamuna mm-hmm. min uh, al dunya. I I don't have the power because it's stated. So I am not mukallif. I'm not. Uh, I, I don't need to know. No, what it means. What What's interesting here is that this verse comes at the end of describing all these events that are almost going to be like prophecies. Because, um, I mean, see, the other thing is here... And that's all Byz- hidden. Yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is, the Byzantines shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you were... I think you asked me yesterday about this. You know, why did, the, why did the Byzantines win? It wasn't because they were ready. In fact, the complete opposite. They were essentially drawn in to de- complete defeat. They are about to leave Constantinople, they're about to abandon all their all, all their mm. um you know kind of lands that they cherished because they weren't militarily equipped to defend. Okay. So therefore if you were to do an analysis of the two armies, you know, they do analysis of different armies on you can watch analysis programs and infographs, see, you know, what would happen if Sweden fought with France, for example. What would happen mm. if, you know, for example, you had um, a war between India and China, for example, would happen. So mm. that's all very, that's kind of Zahiram al Hayat dunya. But then the hidden aspect, the hidden hand metaphorically of this is well, that's just the way you think the world goes, but guess what? It's not always like that. Mm. Happened in the Byzantines beating the Persians as prophesied, and it happened in the Battle of Badr when the Quraysh were defeated by the Muslims. Because if you mm-hmm. took on a piece of paper, two horses against what uh, hundreds of horses, cavalry, you've got you know the Prophet on on donkeys fighting with spears against an, an army equipped. Zahiram al-Hayat al-Dunya is okay. Let's write it off. We can put a bet on. They're not going to win. 
So basically, the, the bother at a different scale is very similar to this episode, Byzantines and the Persians. This is why it's parallelly amazing, yes. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's and still it two things the without saying them. Yes, happen at the same time. SubhanAllah. Yes, yeah, so there's this parallel that you don't understand until you start to unpack what is why the believer is happy, why they're rejoicing. It's because, in fact, they don't they're not told why you should rejoice. Should they rejoice because the Byzantines won? That's why they wanted to rejoice. Remember, yeah. in Mecca, they didn't get the chance, they were dejected. Mm. You know, fast forward just under a decade, they're rejoicing, but why? Is it about the Byzantine mm. Empire? They, they've forgotten, mm. they've probably forgotten about the Byzantine Empire. Mm. Um, the, the, at the forefront of their mind is the Battle of Bud has been won. And so there's also mm. this idea, which actually just came from mind, is that the thing that you think that you should rejoice in, maybe is not the thing you should rejoice in. Maybe rejoice in the thing that God has chosen you to rejoice in at the time that you're rejoicing, rather than the thing you've missed. You can see, it's you've moved the, the, the community from mm. even bothering about the Byzantines. So why now phone up Umayyah ibn Khalif and say, by the way, haha, we're really happy now because we've won. They yeah. don't care because life's moved on. So it, it seems that the whole life uh, is meant to be almost like a mystery. So you, 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 you're happy. <laughs> uh, you know, even uh, this ayah where uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you risk from where you don't even uh, think you're going to get. Um, it, it, yeah, it comes to... yeah, yeah. What's the translation for that? It's in, in Arabic in my mind, not, not English. <laughs> whoever, whoever Allah, so whoever is, who is fearfully aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah will create a, an exit from them, exit strategy, makhraja. And will provide them with sustenance from where they never thought. We, we, yeah, they'll provide you the sustenance. Allah Ta'ala risk So, you know, all of that is like you toil somewhere else, but you get a result somewhere else. <laughs> this is why, you know, the people with the biggest brains are not the most wealthy. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing that I always think about when I was younger is you have all these people with massive IQs and on TV answering everything right and then when you look at them 20 years later they're filing you know accounts with some firm in a kind of middle middle level job yeah and then you've got you know Total other difference. types of people <laughs> you know basically you know basically did not even know how to hold a pencil you know ceos of multi-billion pound companies yeah so this is part of your qadan qadar the kind of the way that the risk the cookie crumbles in terms of your risk and the fact you can't leverage your intelligence, you know, that outward knowledge of the world, you can't leverage it for, you know, anything enjoyable. You can't. And it's in fact that the, I would say there's a correlation between the degree of IQ you have and the degree of, the degree of um, enjoyment you get in the world as well. The degree of, you know, the, the, what, enjoy, what enjoys you or amuses you. And the dumber you are, the more you're amused by the Allah al Hayat dunya. Allah wa sallallahu wa Muhammad wa alayhi wa Muhammad wa alayhi wa sallam. Subhanallah. Yeah. So I see that from the verse. I mean, it's pretty clear. <laughs> yeah, it's, there, there is a correlation. Uh, there yeah, is there's no studies done. In it. I would like to see a meta, meta study of all the studies of people's IQ and, and, and levels of 
contentment and enjoyment and because there is um you know i was reading about ethics and and how to tell what's right and wrong so sam harris he has this idea that what's good and bad is based upon what what people enjoy and so you know i read research about american people what makes them happy is and i'll just say it, they have intercourse they go to the movies and they eat mm. and so apart so based on what sam harris a great apparently a philosopher atheist philosopher great mind apparently is basically telling us to do is do what, what makes it enjoyable what's enjoyable for us and does that mean that's the pinnacle of human civilization to basically do those three things three things yeah and that makes you happy so what we're saying is that <laughs> so people who are intelligent will always be sad not happy no they'll be in a state of husband they'll be in a state of um, melancholy <laughs> seriously yeah because i was preoccupation with what the bigger ideas you know they say that small people with small brains talk about people they talk about people like you know such and such you know what they did or you know what he did or she did you'll find that a lot of people attack people and you, you know when somebody attacks somebody specific mm -hmm. directly it's, it indicates the smallness of their brain <laughs> essentially you know if you're attacking somebody constantly constantly it indicates that your brain's quite small if you start to attack events or speak of events that you know, a bit more advanced. You're mm. talking about why this happened. When you're talking about ideas like truth and justice, that that's the most elevated station of a human being's intellect. Yeah. And and so yeah, most people are at the level of enjoyment, which is you know he said, she said, Allah he did, Allah. they did. So I hope a few people are listening to this. Um, it'll make a lot of sense to a lot of people that we know, and we are surrounded by a short ad break. Uh, and inshallah we'll be right back after this radio ramadan 87.7 स्ट्रॉबेरी गार्डन जहाँ पर खसूसी रमजान ऑफर दस्तियाब है क्वालिटी सबसे आला और वेराइटी सबसे जुदा मुख्तलिफ सब्जियों और फलों की बेशुमार वेराइटीज मौजूद है यहाँ शरबत मसाले अचार और ताजा गोश्त भी दस्तियाब है जिंदगी की तमाम जरूरियात एक ही छत के नीचे स्ट्रॉबेरी गार्डन फोर्थ स्ट्रीट पॉलिशील्स ग्लासगो Yadgar, the home of true traditional Pakistani food in Glasgow, original and still the best. Yadgar would like to wish everyone success in this blessed month of Ramadan. Yadgar Kebab House, one for eight Calder Street, Glasgow, or call us on o one four one four two four three seven double two. Yadgari Yadgar. Treat yourself or gift a loved one this Ramadan at Ramzan Costume Jewelry. Eye sparkling matching jewelry to go with any occasion. We stock Kyle's collection, Gemini of London, Art of India, Miss Chic, and many more. Ramzan Jewelers, an established family business with the finest of jewelry. Find us at 173 Albert Drive, a few doors away from their original shop, Ramzan Jewelers. Telephone number 423-2159. Yeah. 
റേഡിയോ So we missed those gems of wisdom you were presenting at that moment in time. <laughs> okay, so people missed and and they were That was the best part of the show of the last 15 years that we just missed. <laughs> so yeah, uh subhanallah. Uh so you know the thing is if if you if you say something that's so great that you can never remember what it is. Yeah. So I'm not going to ask it, you to just repeat because I know that that was such a master masterful um summary sometimes i have this problem somebody says can you say what you just said before can you repeat what you said and i say i can't remember what i said before you know either you get it or you don't you miss it or you don't hmm. i think mess go to other stuff i've got now the speakers and the the headphones without that okay. acha sheikh the thing is that what what i understood what i understood was there is very little that people know or they try to know more they try to know less uh, uh okay more they try to know uh they realize the less they know mm, is that i mean that's true that's true but it's not i don't think it's anything to do with what we we where we are that's true that the more people know the more they realize they don't know yes that's that's a, that's a fair person I, uh, that's a balanced person no absolutely knowing that they know less the more they know about things hmm hmm and in this ayah the, the outward the, the meaning of the outward the outward is not just with the world and if you know inner then you know the hereafter it's not the case the mm-hmm. case is that there is an outward meaning of most things in this world knowing mm-hmm. the world is also outward and inward Yeah so the thing is I mean if they knew the inward of the world which I think actually it comes up straight away because this is what the thing that you think about that's what comes up in the Quran if you really think think because what I said is if they know the outward husk outward form of the world the Quran be saying they've not studied the world properly meaning there's nothing wrong with doing engineering science physics in fact the opposite of the Quran is essentially telling you to dig deep into the micro level the kind of chromosomal um dna level of the biology of a person and asking you to go into the telescopic realm of the the black holes and the galaxies that you have look in both directions in other words look at the the megaverse not the metaverse the megaverse and the microverse you know look at the two which are in the opposite directions into yourself and deep deeper deeper and away from yourself into the cosmos into the skies you know further and further if you do that then you'll understand the why not the how the why and and so it's essentially like glasses you've got people that have one set of glasses on they just need to change the le- the lens in the glasses to be able to understand the purpose Hmm. And so the Quran is not saying that they know the world it's saying there's something about the what they know of the world which is not not good for them which is the outward they stop at the outward you know they stop at for example I'll give you an example you know when I'm just thinking about this you know people discovered this black substance that comes out of the of the of the um 
of the desert. So mm-hmm. essentially, sludge it's 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 kind of unseemingly, and it's it's something no one would use until they realize its utility. How can they make use of it? So they can make plastics. They can they can um, they can start to use in, in in an engine which contains pistons to create energy. So then they stop at that, but they don't look at okay, what happens if you use it? What's mm. the product? What's the outcome? What's the the end result of a of a of a of a, a planet which basically has lived for the last seventy years on that type of fuel? And then all of a sudden, as you know, in Glasgow, just like half a year ago, you have the COP twenty six where they all are in a frenzy about the fact that the earth is getting too hot. Because mm. even in, in the kind of scientific realm, there's very short-sightedness in terms of what people want to do. You know, you see in medicine, I see in medicine all the time, from personal experience and also from reading about this, there's always this immediate reaction to something without looking at the long, long-term effects of something. Mm. So there's medical procedures that they do that now... In having having done them for the last 30, 40 years, they now know that they're not beneficial. And again, that is to do with the fact that they know the, the immediate things that they take without even mm-hmm. looking deep into it. Leave aside the purpose. Leave it aside yeah. that, you know, you know, if you look into the chromosome, it has um, a very set pattern. The pattern has to come from somewhere. It can't just make it up itself. Okay, at a certain point, it started to articulate some kind of um, sequencing, how did that happen? Mm. And so that leads you to think, well, there must be a sequencer of some sort. There must be a wisdom somewhere. There must be a purpose. It can't just be about survival simply, but survival, as Dawkins mm. says. Mm. And so this is what, you know, the verse, I think, essentially is, is in, in 1C talking about, which is if you're going to study the outward, study it properly, which is not just the lahir, it also going to the batin, which is a why. But also not just the why, but also the purpose. We get mm. two aspects of the hidden. So, Sheikh, just going back to the previous ayah, right? Uh, so, this is the one that we've discussed, just discussed so now. Number six, it says, This is Allah's promise, and He does not go back on His promise. Again, but most people do not know. Yeah, that, that God does not, that God fulfills His promise. Most people think God does not have a promise. Most people think that God doesn't exist. So he doesn't have a promise. If he doesn't exist, he can't have a promise. So Allah is saying this defeat of the Persians from the Byzantines will happen. And God is promising promising it. And prom- the promise of God is always true. Most people don't know. Either the promise will become true or that when God makes a promise, it happens. Or that God exists to make a promise. So th- th- this is indicative of just weakness of faith. They, they don't really believe. Not not faith, lack, lack complete non-existence of idea of faith, which is disbelief in God. Hmm. So remember the Quraysh don't believe in essentially in, in a God of that type. They believe in inter- intercessors and idols that you know, are, are in between people and this ultimate sustainer. They don't feel that God himself directly will give a promise and it will happen. Because hmm. remember, in their mind, God was too purified and too elevated to have to communicate with people directly so uh last 15 minutes uh, and in this this is an ayah that i would like to go really in depth with you please uh ayah number eight 
اولم يتفكروا في انفسهم ما خلق الله السماوات والارض وما بينهما الا بالحق واجل مسمى وان كثيرا من الناس بلقاء ربهم لكافرون do they not reflect on themselves Allah created the heavens and the earth and whatever it lies between them in truth and for an appointed time now this is another thing i would like to understand appointed time yet many people deny that they will meet their lord so the first thing how important it is what it is that god wants us to do do not do they not reflect on themselves mm-hmm. so i mean this comes back to this idea of you know they only concern themselves with the outward form of things you know they know the outward form of something so it indicates that they're not thinking deeply and then mm-hmm. allah subhanahu is then saying essentially ya'lamuna zahiran al-hayati dunya as we said and then allah says next verse awalam yatafakkaru fi anfusihim so there's a couple of things happening here, which is, okay, what should we do? If they say, okay, so what, what, what should we do? Allah says, you know, why don't they, or do they not mm-hmm. um, reflect? Tafakkar. Tafakkar, and fikr is just to think about something. Tafakkar is to to repeat, you know, repeat and rinse, repeat and rinse and keep doing it, to keep thinking. And it's to do with, again, the, the ultimate purpose of something. You don't know the ultimate purpose of something, but just by by a fikra. A fikra is essentially a thought. So you 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 find oil, you think, oh, this will really be useful in an engine because it can get us from A to B. That's a fikra. Or you know, you find, you know, in, in medicine has happened in history so many times. They found a, a, a you know a substance and they thought, oh, this will cure madness or mental illness, and they use it and it's a, it's a carcinogenic which cre- creates cancer. But the fikra is something that happens right away and you think, well, this is good, but it's not, long-term it's not. This is why the Qur'an always uses tafakkaru, the kind of emphatic form of tafa'ala, which means to do again and again and test and trial, um, you know, through trial and error, find out exactly what the truth is. Mm. The opposite of which is al-zahiran al-hayat dunya the fikra. So al-zahiran al-hayat dunya is essentially a fikra because you're just oh, this is nice, or this is enjoyable, or this is, this makes me feel good. Mm. You know, this is what people who are addicted to things or are, um, you know, set, set in their ways, just are set because it's enjoyable or it's the way they've done it. Mm. And so what the Quran is saying is, okay, let's, as human beings, let's do something better than, we're better than this. Mm. Look, you're better than this. Do you not think and reflect and ponder over your own selves? And so, hmm. you know, anfusihim, meaning what? You can take it in so many different levels. You can take it at the level of the, the you know, their anfus, which is just, just like the, the process of living, breathing in and out, and just being a biological form, which is then saying, okay, look into the biology and the, the miracle of the biology that you have. Hmm. Because essentially, that is essentially what is the outward meaning of this, which is you know, reflect upon your creation, reflect upon your purpose reflect upon the fact that you're not created for no reason, that you have a raya, you have an ultimate end, because as a human being, you get you get up. No matter how, let's say, you know, um, unmotivated you are, you still have a, a, an end to do. Everybody has, you know, what they want to achieve that day, even if it's absolutely rubbish. Mm. There's always something. So... If you have that aim and that objective and that ultimate desire in one in, in a day to achieve, Allah is saying, okay, reflect upon it and see where that's coming from. 
anfusihim, into your nafs as well, which is, um, you know, look into the, the constitution of your, your psyche and your mind, because nafs can mean, you know, the ego, it can mean the, the psyche, it can mean the intellect, it can mean all these things. Look into these and what, what's, what makes it tick. So essentially what the Qur'an is saying is, look, O oh, oh people, O oh mankind, we're, we're addressing you directly to think about things deeply. Don't just go on outward forums. Don't just go on the fact that the Persians are stronger than, than the Byzantines. Don't just go on the fact that the Persians are closer to you because they worship fire and you worship idols. They're, therefore, they're closer to you than the Byzantines who worship one god. That's Zahirim al-Hayat al-Dunya again. You know, people are set in their way. And look at geopolitics now. You'll find... In India, for example, will side with countries that it sees to be antagonistic towards Muslims. Hmm. Because they will say, well, they're closer to us than other people. Yeah. So the more, and, and you look in the West, you'll find Hindu um, lobby groups, you know, making sure that Muslims are, you know, kept out of any kind of decision-making process in governments, siding with rampant atheists, you know, kind mm. of, you know, kind of extreme right-wing racists or, or atheists to make sure that happens. And leaving aside the fact that they're, they're people of faith, you know, you have these kind of, these kind of um, semblances or kind of mirage of interfaith. Interfaith is a kind of a, a, a sham, which just allows them to have a kind of understanding that they're on the same, you know, kind of religious platform. But essentially, the Quran is saying, look, you can't just go on just because person the same color as you or has the same, you know, same choices as you that you side with them at all times hmm. that's what the Quraysh did with the with the Persians essentially that's what the Muslims did with the Byzantines as well you know someone wins and someone loses let's go deeper and Allah says you reflect upon that and it doesn't say okay what's there it just says reflect upon it and then Allah says ma samawati wal arda wa ma that everything that is created between the heavens, you know, everything meaning not man, ma is every single thing, intelligible or, or not, sentient or not, having the capacity to think or not. God has created everything between them. So mean actually it's deeper because God created the heavens, which is everything above us, everything that's outward, and the earth. And everything between those two, which is human beings, and we're not, we're kind of in between. So we're, we're we 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 walk on the earth. So no, but in, between the heavens and the earth, there is not just humans. There is is it not alluding to the fact that there is this whole solar system? So I mean, you, well, it, it could mean that, but you know, the samawati, samawati. There's a whole discussion of what that means. Is it is the first sama, first sama? Is it between? The earth, the surface of the earth to the the first part of where we can see the cosmos finishing, essentially meaning that there's other levels of you know existence that are beyond what we see as space. Mm. So essentially what, what we see or what we know of as space, right? Yes, so what exactly so which indicates that like this is our mind is going to be boggled even at the one summer, you know, the one sky is hmm. essentially going to be the limits of what we are now researching. You know, when we look at what the what what's out there, and they go into string theory and and black holes and 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 outward galaxies, outer galaxies, 
that's still the sama hmm. because it's what's above us and we can we can if, as long as we can negotiate it and and you would say probably record it in some way and hypothesize over it i think that's still the sama and so hmm. that's every and then the other is basically what we walk upon and between that is everything including us including hmm. the jinn including the angels but angels i'd imagine were are going to be all the way to the in fact they are all the way to the the seventh heaven and so allah is saying that we've not created the heavens which is everything that we can negotiate and more and the earth and whatever's between the two of them except with the truth and so this idea of creating of the truth is interesting because it means that God is not um, worried about people thinking. So when God says, You understand? Mm. When He's saying, do not think and reflect and really deeply think. If what God was saying was wrong, then essentially you could say, well, don't think too much because if it's not true, then it'll be found out. It'll be found out to be a hoax. Mm. Do you understand? The more you research, if somebody makes a statement and they know it's not completely correct, they won't they won't dwell in it. They want you to forget it so that you don't look into it. Because if you look into it, you'll find out it's not completely correct. Because it's not not bilhaq. It's not with complete truthfulness. It's not done with complete um, disclosure, as they say nowadays. Mm. Mm. So, the Quran is basically Allah is saying complete disclosure. The Quran. Is the word of God and it provides you with a blueprint for life, which as much as you study it, you will find that nothing can come back and negate its truthfulness. Mm-hmm. And for an appointed time, so that God created the heavens and the earth. He God created it with two qualities here, in fact. One is the truth, in other words, there's absolute correctness and truth in it. It is not falsehood, it is as God described. And also for an intended end, mm. you know, for a purpose. So you remember when we talk, we just looked at the fact, dunya, the outward of the world, and they're unaware of the end result. Yeah. What Anas here is saying, look, reflect over the heavens and the earth, know that we've created a complete truth, and for an essential purpose, which will be the akhirah. So the akhir will be the time, the clock, the clock ticking to a certain time. And guess mm. what? At the time when the clock ticks, the final tick, it will also you know, allow us to understand what is the akhirah. And also with that, <coughs> what is the purpose? You know, at that point, you know, this, this is when all the, the verses of the Quran make sense when it talks about the disbelievers standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and saying, oh, um, you know, allow us to go back to the earth. Na'mal saliha. Mm-hmm. You know, let us go back to the earth so that we can do good. Because at that point, the purpose of human life will be clear, and then everyone mm-hmm. wants to kind of go back and return back and do the things that they should have done to not know the outward of the world, but to know the purpose of the world, which is being servitude of God, servitude of God, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Samin Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM se program Reflections ke ye akhri chand lamhat hain iftar se pehle Alif Lam Mim Surah Al-Rum zere mutala hai tisvi surat hai Quran-e-Hakim ki aur isse pehle ke main Sheikh se aaj ke session ki summary karwaun iska Urdu tarjuma kuch in ayat ka is tarah se hai 
کہ الفلام میم رومی قریب کی سرزمین میں مغلوب ہو گئے اور اپنی اس مغلوبیت کے بعد چند سال کے اندر وہ غالب ہو جائیں گے اللہ ہی کا اختیار ہے پہلے بھی اور بعد میں بھی اور وہ دن وہ ہوگا جب اللہ کی بخشی ہوئی فتح پر مسلمان خوشیاں منائیں گے اللہ نصرت عطا فرماتا ہے جسے چاہتا ہے اور وہ زبردست اور رحیم ہے یہ وعدہ اللہ نے کیا ہے اللہ کبھی اپنے وعدے کے خلاف ورزی نہیں کرتا مگر اکثر لوگ جانتے نہیں ہیں اور آج کی جو آخری آیت جس پہ ہم نے آپ کے سامنے خلاصہ رکھا معنی کا وہ ہے کہ لوگ دنیا کی زندگی کا بس ظاہری پہلو جانتے ہیں اور آخرت سے وہ خود ہی غافل ہیں کیا انہوں نے کبھی اپنے آپ میں غور و فکر نہیں کیا اللہ نے زمین اور آسمانوں کو اور ان ساری چیزوں کو جو ان کے درمیان ہیں برحق اور ایک مقرر مدت ہی کے لیے پیدا کیا ہے مگر بہت سے لوگ اپنے رب کی ملاقات کے منکر ہیں سو شیخ وَإِنَّا كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ بِلِقَاءِ رَبِّهِمْ لَكَافِرُونَ So this again, this is kind of mirroring what Allah says that وَلَكِنْ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ Allah is now saying something else, a generalization obviously وَإِنَّا كَثِيرًا مِنَ النَّاسِ بِلِقَاءِ رَبِّهِمْ لَكَافِرُونَ That indeed most people you will find are are oblivious or you can say kafirun are are hiding the fact that they will meet there with their lord <clears throat> so this this is interesting because you can say well it, it means that most people disbelieve in the fact they will they will meet their lord and that we would just say okay that means okay so more atheists or okay more people that don't believe in the hereafter that's not just what's being said most people are running i would say running away from admitting the fact that they will meet their lord not that they are they disbelieve like statistically more people disbelieve in meeting in the hereafter or or a hereafter or that kind of type of religion i think it indicates kafirun it indicates to cover to hide and mm. what's interesting about kufr is it is it comes from a degree of acceptance but obstinate um rejection So it's there and you cover it. So you have, yeah. I have a, the Quran, Mus'haf, I can take a, a piece of cloth, cover it. Yeah. I remove the cloth, it's still there. I put it back on, it's it's covered. Kafara means to cover something that's there and you know it's there. Yeah. And so what's interesting about, you know, the the Quraysh, the, the, essentially this this chapter is, 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 is directly relating to and addressing is that they, in the Qur'an says, They knew the Messenger in the same way that they knew their own sons. So how do you mm. know, you know, if you have a child, you know them at that early age more than they know themselves. You know their habits, you know, you can you can guess what they're going to do. You understand? And, and so when you see, when you when you come to the house, you know what they'll be doing because they, they, you know their habits. Mm. And mm. so what's interesting here is that that is something very, very similar to what is being said here kufr is of that nature they know that there is deep down you know a lord the quraysh knew that the prophet was a prophet it doesn't mean that they knew him like they knew where he lived or they knew his father or his genealogy it means they knew him as a prophet in the same way that they knew their own sons to be their sons but despite that what did they do obstinance 
rigidness, you know, enmity meant that they would never accept because it meant that they had to, you know, put their, you know, turn their backs to the the pathway of their forefathers, which was essentially the pathway that is, you know, doesn't look at the ultimate aim, purpose of things. It just looks at which is how does how do things tick along the status quo how does it keep moving and unfortunately most people you know don't reflect upon their own life because they're just happy in going through the motions of what they've become accustomed to in life and so most people you know listening you need to kind of think about the fact that their their trajectory in life and their purpose in life and the, the direction they're going in is it something that they're doing because They've been doing it and going on and on. Do they not? Yatafakaruna fi anfusihim. Do they not stop for a minute? You know, mm. before iftar, you just think and think, is this what I was created for? You know, this mm. is the thing that marks great, great people in history. Great people don't have to be famous, remember. Great people in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are people that turn to Him even if they're unknown and they die and buried, no one knows them. Great people are people that make that big, big thought process jump, which is. What's the purpose? Why am I here? Where am I going? What can I do to better myself? You know, so you know the Quran always constantly tells us to think and better ourselves. So inshallah, you know, remember uh, some your du'as uh, when you're making a du'a du'a for yourself. Uh, inshallah, we'll be back tomorrow seven uh, till iftar time. Until then, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam.